All right, hello and welcome to episode number 21 of the At YouTube podcast, talking all things YouTube. New album news, no more tour dates and community discussions from the staff of At YouTube. We are live streaming, of course, at goodstuff.fm slash live. And uh, we have with us a couple of uh, regulars and a semi-regular now almost. Uh, first up, to my left, we'll say, we'll just pretend. <laughs> uh, Mr. Matt McGee, welcome back to the program. Hi, Chris. How are you? I sound funny, don't I? <laughs> you, know what, you know what else I don't like? Yeah, that's before and after. <laughs> that's what I normally sound yeah. like, right. Okay. I still, have, I still have my Dublin voice. I have a cough drop in my mouth, and I might be, I might be sounding like uh, B. Arthur all night. So we'll do, we'll, we'll do the best we can. My wife just faved it. 48! And uh, coming to us from the middle of the table. I don't know. Bring it! Bring it! Bring it! Miss Sherry, are you there? <laughs> Do I need to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. We were a little giddy. We were playing with a soundboard before we started recording, and uh, thus we are in a giddy mood. But uh, that'll make it a fun show, I think, because we've got also Mr. YouTube brother, Mark Baker, is back on the show. Hello, hello, hello. The man who's been man, on he, stage with YouTube more than Bono, I think, is... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would say that. But, uh, yeah, there's been some appearances, they say. They said... <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, it's good to have Mark back on. We're of course going to talk a bit about uh, that little show in Paris uh, that was broadcast to the world on HBO and all of the stuff and how it went down and, and all that kind of stuff. First of all, though, just a couple of little details, housekeeping details to get out. Thanks to at Hick U2 for sending in another at YouTube podcast photo of himself and how he listens to the show. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, of course, but he sent tweeted us a picture. I think he was listening to the last episode uh and my browser just crashed <laughs> and oh it's in the car right that was the one that was in the car it's cool to see our podcast show up in closet full of e yeah <laughs> in there which is awesome and thanks for sending that in so yeah if you tweet us with a photo or use the hashtag at youtube podcast at youtube podcast we will uh be sure to throw in the show notes and it's great to see where the show is being listened to all over the world so let's jump right into the inbox we have lots of time for the show um First up from at nobody underscore home to here's an important question with the tour over. Is this the end of blonde Bono? Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, heavy hitting question. Yeah. Deep, deep thoughts. First of all, don't mess around here on the show. <laughs> Anybody have any uh, opinions on blonde Bono? I think it probably is, but I have no reason for. <laughs> no, 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 no. The blonde is going to stay. The blonde will stay. You think that's his new thing? I'm, it's going to be you at least for the tour. For the I'll bet you 50 stay. cents it doesn't stay. You think it's going to go back to black? <laughs> yeah. No, man. No, man. The blonde is going to stay. I'm not saying I'm a fan of the blonde, but I have a feeling it's going to stay. Did you ever, did you get to run your fingers through the blonde hair? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's somebody who's wondering, so I'll just. Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I did not. I did not touch his hair. How much gray do you think is in Bono's hair? Not if he's natural. Do you think he's got some gray? For sure. Yeah. I'm 43. I got gray. So, Bono's definitely got some gray. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> next question from uh, Pedro Max seventy nine asked. Actually, this is for a YouTube brother for Mark. What age were you when your connection with YouTube began, and why? And what song, album, tour just clicked for you? Which I think we chatted a bit about when you were on last time, but maybe just uh, in brief. I guess what uh, what was okay, the source, so, the song that kind of so the the tour. Well, let me get the tour would have to be Zoo TV. That was my first time seeing them. The song that clicked for me was uh, Bad and Slash, Running to Stand Still. Those songs uh, in initially were the ones that made me go, whoa, 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 this is amazing. Um, yeah, so, but definitely the tour, Zoo TV, once I saw Zoo TV from far away, I was like, I need to see this stuff up close, <laughs> and then closer, and then closer. <laughs> and you got about as close as you can get. Yeah, that's about as close as you can get. <laughs> Uh, okay, next question uh, from at Alice01, Alice Alsai? I don't know. Uh, what do you think Larry and Adam are really thinking when it's their turn to leave the stage while Bono and Edge play? It's often I've wondered what they go do, I'm sure. I, I think Did Adam... You? I think Adam is thinking, where's my bathrobe? Yeah. <laughs> That's the Adam time to bathrobe thing I tweeted about. <laughs> they changed their shirts. I noticed that they changed their shirts. Like, they go they go and change their shirt. Right. That I do. They do change clothes. It's a wardrobe change. Yeah. <laughs> and possibly, like, a little drink of water. Potty you know. break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, potty break. 
Yeah. I'm wondering who are they going to be bumming a cigarette off of? <laughs> what I tend to favor is sandalwood. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, you know, I get, whenever they do the, 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 when the two of them leave, and, or, and like, or when it's the intermission time and all four of them are gone, I cannot avoid thinking about that scene in Rattle and Hum when it's not the first verse, not the second verse, <laughs> but the third verse. Can you pass the <laughs> tissue, please, Finton? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I remember that scene very well. Boom sure. and in. It's as simple as that. Boom That's and right. in. Follow, stay, ignore that. Stay with me. Boom and in. <laughs> Which sound is it, that rattle and hum, that moment it just seems like the most sort of like set up. Like we've got cameras around us. Let's look like we're talking like musicians. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Anyways. With the B.B. King song. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that could be a future podcast. We all just recite rattle and hum to each other. <laughs> Chris actually has the sound bites because I've sent them. Yeah, I thought I of that well, exact I scene. New boots and panties. No, not that. <laughs> That's the wrong one. Anyway, uh, okay, where were we? At YouTube, Conga asks, "What was inside your Merce for Mark?" Were you? Uh, okay, that on stage so, you had a Merce on, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. So backup uh, mirrors. It, <laughs> in Montreal, okay, in Montreal, when uh, I was carried bottle, I noticed that my pockets were bulging, right? I had like my wallet, my phone, my camera, I had just a change and all this stuff in my pockets, in those silver pants, and they were bulging, right? So I told myself, mm. what can I what can I carry? Oh, don't you eat. <laughs> <laughs> what can my I carry? My husband's listening. Hey. <laughs> And he's married. <laughs> what can I carry uh, my stuff in that would be cool and on stage? So uh, I had a guy in Toronto who I know, and uh, he knows that I DJ and stuff, and he makes this vinyl record bag, right? And so I asked him if he could make me a record bag that was made with the Songs of Innocence records. Make sense? So there are two people going, where are you carrying a tambourine? So there were two white vinyls that were sewn together in a way that looked like a purse or what I call my merce. And I figured I can get away with it in Europe because it's Europe, right? And so I had all of those things that I normally keep in my pocket in the merce. Nice. So money, tickets, uh, cell phone, um, all the stuff that we carry, I carry in my pockets. I put it in there. So your Mixler to... broadcast was broadcasted from your Merce. Actually, no. Actually, I sorry. I was holding my phone for that. I oh, was okay. holding Mixler. I was holding the phone for for the Mixler. Thank God for that, Mark, because you had one of one of the better <laughs> streams. For well, the I couldn't seem to get the second night. night working. The second night didn't seem to be working, and I felt like HBO was jamming the signals. Maybe. Maybe they were doing something. I'm not sure, but I think I was having a difficult time. This, the, 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 sorry, the last night in Paris. So uh, I think that I know that the other, the previous night went, it went well, but there was Wi-Fi. I tried Wi-Fi. Then I was going to 3G. Then it went to LTE, and I, you know, problems, issues. But I, I think I got I had it going. Yeah, I wonder if there's probably just like so many people, extra people, tech people doing stuff, stuff that yeah. night that it just would overwhelm all the bandwidth or whatever that's available in the area. So, um, one more with all of oh, the um, ahead, uh, sure. with all of the Snapchatting going on by <laughs> by whoever was on the band's uh, team, that could eat up a lot of bandwidth right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. We forgot to mention this. I didn't have that even the show notes. The confusion that overwhelmed everybody with what is snapchat how do i use it and why does it look like a ghost so funny <laughs> what if could you imagine like what if it's like what if it's one of bono's sons right doing this like they're the right age they know how to use it there's Somebody nobody was, else there, there's nobody else on that staff that knows how to use snapchat i guarantee you that <laughs> do you Somebody find it snapchat? ironic the band launched snapchat for the last night you were you weren't part of this mark but okay um um we we got word over twitter um you two official had had uh tweeted out uh we just joined snapchat 
you should join too and follow us. And we're like, what the heck? Um, so, so all of a sudden the Twitter feed and even, um, the YouTube community folks started tweeting saying, um, guys, uh, we're, we're going to, (laughs) we're going to break something here (laughs) because there were enough of us, uh, um, of middle-aged people who have got no idea how to use Snapchat. And I've been avoiding it because I know that that's what people use to like cheat on their spouses with. So, um, so we're all trying to figure it out being the technological geeks that we are and, and we can't figure out Snapchat to save ourselves. And, and so the band, um, they, it ended up being over 13 minutes when it was all said and done and over with, with their story of 10 second blips of, of edge arriving at the arena and then the lead up to the concert. And then throughout the concert, they were doing little Snapchat videos. So, um, so I don't know what they're going to use Snapchat for during the non-tour time. Um, I've, all I do know is is that Snapchat was down for a good chunk of Monday morning, and I have to wonder if that was because of all the YouTube fans crashing yet another uh, uh, online medium because that's yeah. what we do. We crash the internet. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Gotcha. Unrelated, but uh, related to that is Periscope just was announced as the app of the year by Apple. So I don't know. There's some connection there, I'm sure, to to uh, YouTube as well. But, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's not that complicated, you guys, to you. <laughs> you're making it sound, because what, what's right. really cool on Snapchat is, is the stories thing, like you were saying, and I've seen they do, they've done this with other stuff for like different cities and stuff with, on Snapchat, where you get a little tour of, they, they sort of like do a little bit of a p- cherry picking of random folks around the area talking about Spain or whatever. And, and then you get a story that kind of covers all of Spain. It's really kind of cool. And so with the U2 one, it was actually like the, the problem is you can't go back and see it now. I don't think, I think it's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for that it is gone. 24 hour period, it was there and you could sort of see it. It, w- it was more behind the scenes stuff that you don't actually see elsewhere. So they were giving sort of exclusive ish kind of stuff, but Yeah. Anyway, I'll publish a, a, a tutorial or something for the at YouTube folks. <laughs> how, Chris, how can we ask how old you are? I'm 39, so I'm not like a. Wow. Oh, okay. I was going to say you're. You're still you're younger like, than me, babe. <laughs> That's true, and younger than me too. Well, I'm iChris306. I just Snapchatted a picture of myself podcasting. So there you go. You know what? You could offer me a million dollars right now and say, Matt, Snapchat yourself podcasting, and I would not be able to collect on that money. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how I would do that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and fa- and in the chat, Fabiano hysterically said, <laughs> someday you two is going to ask us to join Tinder. <laughs> hey, hey, I actually joked about that on, on, um, on Monday. I said, what's next? Swipe right if you like the song. Swipe left if you don't. <laughs> exactly. That's so perfect. Exactly. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's segue into uh, just discussing the actual experience that Mark had. And uh, one question that came in the chat room, actually, that uh, we'll just sort of maybe get out of the way at first, is just related to why the show was canceled in the first place and what ha- all what happened. Is um, just wondering if you actually paid a visit to the the Bataclan. Is that how you pronounce the the venue? Yeah, the Bataclan. So this is a question for me. Uh, I didn't get to visit the Bataclan. Um, it, it, to be honest with you, this was a world whirlwind trip. Uh, and uh, there wasn't much time to do much, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. We literally landed Sunday morning and we were we were gone Tuesday morning. Wow. So it was it was super duper fast. Yeah. So uh we didn't get to do, I didn't get to do some of those things, unfortunately. Okay. Well, okay. Why don't you take us back to sort of finding out about that it was going to happen again and then sort of a bit of the process of getting there and stuff and, and whatever details you're allowed to share, obviously. And So, uh, well, we, we, after they announced the, 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 the new dates, uh, shortly then got an email, uh, asking, uh, if we'd still be available and if we're still interested in going. So that was a resounding yes. Uh, sent my information, uh, got forms sent to me, uh, kind of like a waiver, a waiver forms for myself and my wife. Hold on, uh, hey, Mark. I had to fill out. 
Mark, hold on a second. So, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm curious. So they ask you, and you said it was a resounding yes. So seriously, was there any trepidation on your part about going? Any trepidation? Me, no. Like, uh, you mean like, uh, would I be worried about uh, violence yeah, about or yeah, safety, security? Because, you know because I mean, that was one like that was like one of the most common things we talked about in Dublin. Um, you know, is would you know if it, it, would you go see them in Paris? And there was a lot of no. I I don't think I'd want to go. So a lot of people in Dublin also asked me. Would you go? Are you still going to go? Are you going? Are you going? And then one person said to me, I uh, thought it was interesting. He said to me, you know what, Mark? You, you better make sure you go because I'll tell you right now, Paris is probably going to be the safest place on earth. That, well, from, right. Yeah, that's true. From here on in. So I actually didn't have any worries. I didn't, okay. think, about, I didn't think about any worries at all. At all. Very cool. I was like gung-ho, no problem. Let's do this. And so. Uh, How is your wife about it? Paris has been her dream because she she speaks French and so she's always wanted to go and she's also put up with so much of my YouTube fandom over the years that finally here's something that she can also experience and and not have to stay home and take care of the baby while I'm out gallivanting and whatnot. So she was more than gung-ho about going. So uh in Dublin, we got I got a message asking me what flight do I want to take. So we took a, a direct. We picked a direct flight from Toronto to Paris, and uh, we left Saturday night on the plane, all excited, all giddy, and uh, landed in Paris in the morning. Uh, went through customs, and then just like in the movies, there's a dude standing there with a piece of paper <laughs> saying Mark and Jocelyn. And I was like, I think we're supposed to go with him. And, uh, was it Sam O'Sullivan? <laughs> no. Okay. Good thing it wasn't Bono driving. That's right. <laughs> on a bike? No I, <laughs> I would have turned right back around and gotten on that plane. <laughs> so this guy was really nice. And uh, and uh, he, he, he was, you know, giving us a bit of a tour and talking to us. And very, very nice. Julian was his name. And uh, he took us to the hotel. And so the hotel uh, was a fancy, fancy, fancy hotel. Um, Sofitel, Sofitel Hotel, it's called. Uh, it was fancy. Let me tell you. Like, the lobby was like fancy Christmas decorations. Like, like seriously. Like, we, my wife and I had to stop and sit down and, like, pose for a picture in, in, the, in the nice. Anyway, beautiful hotel. And, uh, like bidet level fancy or? Like yeah, well, there was no bidet in my room, okay. but I'm sure if I wanted a room with one, <laughs> it, it was there. Uh, and so uh, it was there. We met our contact, the woman who I'd been emailing and talking with. Her name was Carol, and uh, Carol sat me down, sat us down. She pulled out a package, and the package it had our itinerary. It had all the competition winners and guests. It had her phone numbers. And um, and then she just proceeded to talk about, you know, what's included, what's not included. She gave us spending money, which was shocking to me. Wow. Big, big shock. Just pulls out an envelope. Can you count this money? This is money you can use at your leisure and la, la, la. And so you got, a you know, a wealthy dose of some euros. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then the, the only direction really was you have free time all day. And uh, at 6 p.m., we want to meet you in the lobby so we can go to the show. So, um, so was your life, yeah? Go I was ahead. gonna say the is your nerves throughout the day? Are you nervous throughout the day, or is it kind of like just? I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, and um, and I'm kind of going upstairs, coming back downstairs to like give her some papers, and then upstairs, and I'm seeing some of the other competition winners filter into the lobby. So I'm seeing, you know, I see Amp and I see Amra and then and I see Jacob, the little boy and his parents. And Jacob is the sweetest kid ever, the sweetest little boy ever. I, I can't get enough of that guy. Anyway, and I'm seeing some of the other pe- the, the other winners and their and their plus ones as they're as they're checking in and whatnot. And at that point, have they told you what's going to happen that night exactly, or is it just you know, no? Right. Well, so, this is no. This, this is before Paris three, right? This is before Paris 3. Yeah, so right. They oh, yeah. don't tell us anything. I didn't really ask at first. 
I just said, you know, what's going to happen? And then she just kept saying things like, oh, you're going to go to the shows and you're going to find out soon enough what's going to happen. But she kind of just in a polite, the best way possible, danced around giving any absolute answer. So that night, good like that. So that night we all get dressed up. We go down to the lobby and this was another, she, she put a, it's all in different cars, the different like traveling vehicles. So the vehicles had our names on on the on a piece of paper. Like vehicle one will be Mark and Jocelyn, and Daniela and Maurizio. A little vehicle two will be so and so and so and so. And so we get into the vehicles. We drive to the venue. We go through the back way. Get out. Go through security. I have to say, security was seemed very intense, even though we were going through the the band entrance. Like there was, they had, there was a guy with a dog and, uh, you know, there was the wands and everything. Anyway, we go in to the venue and we're in this holding room that says U2.com. And, uh, I don't know. I thought, okay, we're going to probably meet the band or somebody's going to come and stop by or whatever, what have you. But we just kind of just all hung out in this room and then they were like, okay, follow us. So we go down this hallway with uh, all these rooms that seem to be allocated to different people working on the, the, the tour for various rooms. And we literally get to the place where Bono enters the venue. And we're told to wait to the side. Bono's going to pass. Then we'll get the key to follow Bono in to the E-Stage. So, so we wait. Bono goes past. Doesn't even look at us. He's focused on the show. He passes, and then we get the key to come inside for the first for that first show. And um, so, so we're at so to this the was East like State. a dry run for I guess for Monday because I guess. that's that's how it how it went down on Monday too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So so um, we watched that show and everything, and then when that show was o- when that show was over, we were literally whisked away again, into vehicles back to the hotel. So then we end up doing the same thing again on, on Monday night. However, we're in the room, and then we walk down the hallway. Right as we're waiting for Bono, our contact says, this time we need all of the competition winners to be in the front row of the rail at the back. The plus ones must be behind. And we still don't know what's expected of us or what's going to happen. We don't know anything. And so I'm a little, you know, anxious and people are, I could see people, (laughs) people are like anxious, not knowing what's, what does this mean? Maybe, maybe they want us in the front row because they're filming for HBO and they want to make sure we get on camera. Maybe we want to, like, we're unsure. So we're all in the front row. Show happens, do, 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 do. then Mysterious Ways comes and they pull Trish out of the audience. So we're all going, hmm, <laughs> hmm, okay, I guess, I guess Trish, Trish must be the real winner or, you know, or this, <laughs> Trish must be the real winner. And she's a darling. She's, she's such a sweetheart. So I, I don't think that there's anybody who was thinking ill will, but people were just like, Oh, okay. I guess we were lined up so that Bono can choose, and he has chosen Trish. Great. And the so rest of I you actually, are just the rest of you were just decorations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at that point, I literally take out my while I'm while while I'm uh, mixering, I take out my phone. I start filming Trish, a video of Trish. Figures she'd love this as a keepsake, whatever. And at that moment, while the song is going on. Brian Murphy, Bono's bodyguard, comes over and he goes, okay, just so you know, Bono's going to call you all up on stage. When you go on stage, I need you guys to make your way down the ramp. And we're like, what? He's like, he's going to call you on. Just wait till you hear him call you on. When he calls you on, you go up on stage and go down the ramp. And right at the, the song ends. And next thing I know, I hear Bono going, well, we've brought, we've flown some people here. They just wouldn't go away. And 
The next thing I know, <laughs> the stage crashers. <laughs> the stage crashers. You make yeah. something about stage crashers. Yeah. And they it's like, wait a minute. Away. You invited us up on stage. We didn't crash your stage. We. Were, <laughs> I was actually yelling that from my home office. They didn't crash. You invited them yeah. up. <laughs> I'm pulling. I'm grabbing Jacob and pulling him over, and all of a sudden we're up, and the the you know the. The fuzz from uh, the fuzz sound from elevation starts going, and next thing I know, <laughs> I, I'm walking down this ramp in celebration and going, "Yahoo, yeah, you, yeah!" And- there was pure joy all uh, all over your face on um, Meerkat. You know, absolute what? joy. I was happy. I was happy. I was happy. I was relieved. I was happy. It was, it was, um, it, I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like in true YouTube form. They never confirm anything, right? <laughs> they never want to confirm anything. They never want to be absolute. They just kind of go with the moment. And I really feel that they, they plan to only tell us at that point. So that it would be spontaneous. So people well, have asked, did you rehearse? Yeah. Did you rehearse that? No. <laughs> did you know did you know you're going on stage? No. Surely you must have known. I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if he was gonna pull each of us up for different times in the show, for different moments. I didn't know what to expect. But when he said we're all on stage, I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay, it's party time. Party time. Party time. <laughs> And so um, there we were up on stage, dancing, dancing. And then Bono brings us back. And then I was just like, wow, we're all, we're having a party while they're playing. And I'm jumping around like a goof with my merce. And, (laughs) (laughs) and, And I don't know. It was just, it was just too surreal. It was too, too surreal, really. Um, and I'm glad, I mean, I'm very thankful and happy that they did it that way, I, I guess, and, and that it turned out and nobody fell off the stage and, and no one got hurt. I was a little worried at first because I thought, you know, my, my arms are big. I can easily club somebody down. <laughs> so I try not to, when I dance, I try and go straight up with my hands or straight down and not swing them around. That's the I last thing you want to be is the guy on the HBO broadcast who knocks a kid into the audience off the stage. <laughs> 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 I knock Jacob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, then, Emra, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't want to do that. Um, and so, uh, and so we, you know, did our, did our thing. And then uh, I, 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 I was planning to leave right away, but then I saw that everybody was saying their their goodbyes and you know touching all the members of the band, saying hello and blah blah. blah. So I was like, you know, I need to I need to say my my byes to everybody. And uh, I think Bono, everyone made a comment. I didn't realize until after I saw the video, Bono made a comment like, "Oh, dude," <laughs> <laughs> when we hugged, and then that was it. That was it. We came so off the stage. So you didn't. You didn't have 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 any band time outside of just being on the stage with them. No band. So he, I thought we'd have some band time or a visit in the room. No band time. No visit. Thought for sure wow. that we might get a. Um, I thought we might get like um, one of those like backstage VIP tours, like the you know how the the PPC people walking on the stage and getting a tour of the underworld and stuff like that. Yeah, we didn't get we didn't get that either. We were just stuck in a room. <laughs> you were stuck in a moment and you couldn't get out of it. Stuck in a moment. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> but if I could say something, I really felt like um we you know, the contestants, we didn't know what was what we were, you know, to expect, but we really like bonded. It's kind it's kind of weird. We were we were bonded with this uncertainty of okay, what are we here for? What they said they were, you know, we were sort of like, you know, everyone's got an ego, perhaps everyone's got their persona or their stick and whatnot. But we all really like got along and respected each other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was kind of surprising. And the woman who was in charge of us also made made mention of of how we were so diplomatic and nice and caring and not idiotic towards each other or being silly. So that was 
that was something that I really felt uh, felt good about. Um, well, it helps that they you all got to go on stage too, because I'm sure if like two of you or three of you only ever got pulled up <laughs> right. on stage afterwards, it may not have been quite as uh, happy. I mean, not to say you're all mean people or whatever, but that's definitely you know you're bonded in that experience of that Absolutely. nobody else or not very many people have of getting pulled up on stage together as a big massive group like that, and which is you know really cool. I think it's it like Sherry was saying or someone was saying about it, you know, being sort of like last minute and that's sort of the way you two does it. But it, it strikes me as, as interesting that they are maybe aware even too, that you guys could be, you know, tweeting or whatever, like, Hey, they're going to pull me up on elevation or whatever. And I think the U2 of a few years ago, the PR team and stuff would have been kind of blissfully unaware of the, some of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff going on. And, and now they're a little more savvy with that kind of thing where they know if they tell you anything beforehand, you're going to like tweet it or whatever, or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So one question in the chat room was, were you mixlering on stage or what were you doing on oh, stage? I gave my, I gave my phone to Jacob's parents. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's my, that's my shtick now. Whenever, uh, something like that happens, I pass the phone off. So I don't cut off the stream. Nice. So I pass the phone on. And, Bless and your stuff. heart, sir. <laughs> <laughs> in service to fans. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it was, it, you know, I think uh, talking to Amp too was was uh, pr- prior to this in the room. You know, because I was like, Amp, what's gonna happen, man? I'm I'm feeling a little frazzled here and whatever. And Amp's like, think about it, Mark. You know, you just got flown to Paris to two shows. You probably never would have been on your radar by your favorite band, and they put you up in a hotel, and you're able to bring a plus one and blah blah blah. And I was like, you know, and what? they gave you spending money, <laughs> and they gave us spending money. I was, he's like, you know what? You can't ask for more. And and absolutely, that was, I think at that point, everybody felt that kind of feeling. Even though they're a bit frazzled as to what's supposed to happen, I feel like everybody just felt absolutely thankful. Um, some other things too. Um, Paul, the, the, the guy from uh, Spain, I, you know, they, mm. they handpicked him to go up to do City of Blinding Lights. And whatnot, and then he did his his thing, and then came back, and he had Bono's glasses, and he had Bono's jacket, and really quickly, someone came with a another waiver, and he had to sign it right there, <laughs> right then and there on the oh, side wow. of the stage. So he signed. You his will waiver. not. You will not sell these on eBay. <laughs> and, and then they actually they actually switched out his jacket because he was swimming a bit in Bono's jacket, so they actually gave him another jacket that kind of fit him oh, really? better. But he got to keep the glasses, so I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Um, again, we show was over. We waited for a little bit in our area that was surrounded by by uh, security, and then right away when the show was done, into the vans, and then after show two, they kind of drove us around and got to see the lights of Paris and got to see the Christmas stuff, and then came back to the hotel. And the woman in charge of us, she bought us like 25 pizzas and we just oh ate gosh. and <laughs> joked around and laughed and we had a real good together moment about the whole affair of, of, of the weekend. That's and then the cool. next morning, I was on a plane coming back <laughs> going, what the heck just happened? <laughs> what the heck just happened? You were living in the moment. This living. whole tour, you know, put the phones away, live in the moment, live in the experience. And for uh, you and and all the others, you were you were able to do that. Yeah. And yeah. nobody could ever take that away from you. Yeah. It was it was it was definitely uh, a mind-blowing experience to know uh I was a guest of the band or the band required our presence, even if it was just for a bit. <laughs> you were oh, summoned to Paris. I, I should I should mention the other thing. So after we were on stage, and then we came off the stage, all of a sudden, there's like a zillion floating cameras now, people walking with cameras, filming. And so there's a few times where, you know, bad or during one, and this, this dude with the camera would come right in your face. Like, right in your face and you're like okay 
Better sing these lyrics properly. <laughs> Better sing these lyrics. Don't look at the camera. 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 Just sing these. Sing, sing properly. Sing, sing loud. Don't, don't, don't fake it. Don't, don't pick my nose. <laughs> You've got a million things going in your head. You've got this HBO oversized camera, right? Like when I say right in your face, right in your face. When you know I've never made it as part of the broadcast for what it's part, worth. Probably because I was faking it and I didn't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> because well, sure you are only like... a bass player and the bass player in <laughs> yeah. a YouTube band does not do any singing. Not, that's right. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Isn't that Adam that does that part? In, uh, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, his one Adam, like... Adam sings, sings a little bit in one of the songs. Yeah, it's just a zooming in, zooming out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh what what are you when you're on stage and like you know there's obviously other fans around you on stage and stuff but are you looking at the audience are you trying to like watch the band what were you what's sort of going through your mind on stage just as far as where do you look and what do you sort of so do? i turned around and i remember seeing um one of the women i think it was um laura laura from holland so i turned around and looked at laura and i was kind of you know, doing that, that dancing, looking at her while dancing. Then I turned around and then I was dancing with uh, another woman. I think, she, I think it was the woman from, uh, from Italy. Um, and so I was looking at them at first. Then I was looking at the crowd. So three times I looked at the crowd. And then I remember when we were walking back, I was like, okay, have a good time up here, <laughs> which I was. Which I was. Have a good time. Have a good time, and don't club anyone with your arms. And um, and then uh, at one time, I remember I I kind of uh, don't ask me why, but like I said, that little that little guy Jacob and I got along so well. So there was a time where we were kind of uh, I was kind of like embracing him and dancing, and then kept dancing some more. So I was just I was doing trying to do everything like mm-hmm. interact with the crowd, but at the same time. When I saw Trish had the meerkat on me, smile and look happy and just just go for it. Just get down. Just I loved down, how get down. I loved how <laughs> Jacob positioned himself in front of Larry's kit and yes. he was air drumming to yes. Larry. Yes. And Larry's look on his face, that was brilliant. Yes, he, yes. <laughs> Afterwards when we were talking about it at the hotel, he was telling me how um Jacob had a funny story about how when we were all saying our goodbyes getting off the stage, he goes, Jacob said, I think Larry likes me the best. And we were like, <laughs> we were like oh, does Larry like you the best? And he goes, because Larry hugged me like this. And he did a cheek to cheek motion that Larry went cheek to cheek with him. <laughs> okay. And I was like, Jacob, you're lucky, man. I, I didn't go cheek to cheek with, with Larry. In fact, when I, when I go to Larry, I kind of like give him a fist bump or... I try not to touch him too, you know, just like, <laughs> not break the Larry. You yeah, know? What's, what's up, Larry? How you doing? Just kind of, you know, I do fist bump and I think once I've shaken his hand, but don't, I don't want to be too firm. Just like, yeah, you know, anyway. Not down to that again. <laughs> <laughs> what, what struck me watching all of you guys just jumping on that E stage was when the, um, when the crowd was invited to rush the I stage, where was it? In Montreal? Montreal, right. And, and the crew had an absolute uh, uh, panic attack because it wasn't designed to take that many people jumping right. and, 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 and the weight. I started wondering, I hope the E stage can take all of that. It's same thing. When, when, when my son and I were watching the HBO uh, broadcast, and that came on. <laughs> he said the same thing. He said, "Is that safe with all those people up there?" And I'm like, "I have no idea, but I sure hope so." But you know what? That floor is like super, super sturdy. That floor is super sturdy. It's on risers and everything. But I, I got to take a good look at that underworld area. It's it was sturdy. It was sturdy. Yeah. Really, really sturdy. I wasn't worried about, about that for sure. Whereas the I stage, you've got underworld underneath that. And it's, it's pretty hollow underneath. So so the level of support on the I stage isn't as strong as, as what it would be out on the E stage. Right, right. Um, I, I, someone mentioned uh, 
on my Facebook that <laughs> when they look at some of the overhead shots of us dancing on the stage, they, it was reminiscent of like, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Special. <laughs> yes. Charlie Brown's Christmas special. <laughs> you know, the, when they're dancing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's like that. So how uh, Joy Smith actually asked this at Joy Smith asked this through the hashtag Ask You Two on Twitter. Uh, overall, how well did the HBO broadcast capture the spirit of the tour? And so she's not just talking about just the Paris show, obviously where Mark was at, but you can speak to that, I guess, a bit because obviously you're at the recording. But you guys who have been there, did the HBO broadcast that you watched sort of capture everything? Was it what was the your impression of the, of the way that it was presented on HBO versus what it's like live and and what you'd seen sort of before that? You know what? Um, so when I so uh, coming home in the hotel, getting to the hotel, shows over. I'm online, and then I find a, a stream of someone streaming the HBO show. So I'm watching the stream of the show that I was just at, and <laughs> and but I, I was I was kind of trippy and ready for this I, because of the jet lag and everything, the excitement. I was so tired that I actually couldn't even stay up till elevation <laughs> i actually had oh to go gosh. to bed because i had to catch the flight the next morning so by the time just before mysterious ways i couldn't even so from what i saw of it what got me was it was so polished it looked so polished like smooth really smooth uh, that's how i felt watching the hbo special and watching what I just witnessed to this thing now being on TV, it just seemed absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous, sweet, smooth, transition. It just seemed polished. And I was I had friends back in Toronto who were texting me and whatever, and they're and they're not even some friends who are not even YouTube fans. They're like, This is why they're the best band in the world. This is amazing. Oh my gosh, look at that screen. And they're going on and on. I'm like, yeah, brother, I've been trying to tell you this forever. Yeah. I've been trying to tell you about <laughs> exactly. this for the yes. anyway. So I should ask, so I should mention, obviously, at the very end, Bono says, you know, these people had their stage stolen from them, and you know, we want to give them our stage tonight. And so when the Eagles of Death Metal come out and they do, and they do um 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 uh, people got the power. It felt like a powerful, powerful moment. Like it, it re- like I, I didn't get tears in my eyes, but I, I felt my heart like just burst with like with with just this overjoyed over this feeling of oh my goodness, this is huge for these guys to be back up on stage and for you two to be doing this. And, and that really uh, translated well in the in the broadcast. I I had um, tweeted while while it was happening um, because Fancast uh, did um, um, did the last four songs of the of the show and titled it. And now for your moment of Zen, which was really sweet. And as soon as that had finished, I I had tweeted to HBO, please do not edit a single minute of that. And so when the the broadcast happened and it included not only people have the power but but um, their other song but the um um the um I love you more song you could feel emanating from the TV screen that catharsis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's the word catharsis and it just felt like you know they didn't want people have the power to end. Bono had to step in in the role of conductor and get everybody to stop playing it <laughs> because right, that right. would have that would have kept going for at least another twenty five minutes. <laughs> easily, easily, easily. Um, and so when they come out on stage, I, my wife kept saying something to me like, "You know, Mark, think about like." post-traumatic, you know, with post-traumatic stress disorder or anything bad that happens in your life, at some point, you got to be able to get back up and and you got to be able to get back up. And she's like, you two is allowing, is helping them get back up and, you know, gain their confidence back and providing them with this safe environment to do this again in Paris. It felt like, if to me, it felt like rock and roll history or something. 
I mm. felt like I was watching something momentous. And then when they did their own song, right, and the lead singer made his way all the way to the E stage by himself, I just felt like, wow, this is bananas. Wow. He's, <laughs> he's got confidence again. He feels good. He's, he's given her. <laughs> it was, it was a moment. It was, it truly was one of it, it, every U2 show. I go, Oh, that was the best U2 show. I saw that was the best U2 show, yeah. show I saw. Well, that one, this was the best U2 show I've seen period. <laughs> End of story. It End took 76 shows. <laughs> that was number 41, actually. That was, that was number 41. <laughs> no, no. But that was number 76 on the tour. On the tour, yeah. <laughs> and, For, and, be right. and, yeah. And getting, and getting back to um, Chris's original question, it, it did feel polished, but I felt like they knew that this was going to broadcast. This is going to be the official record of the indoor shows. So, you know, I, I, to quote Bono's dad, well, that was very professional. It, that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. But at the same time, um, you know, thinking about, yes, it's you 2 in Paris. It was the same songs, but it was a completely different spirit than what we would have gotten had nothing happened back in November. Had that exactly. show on the 14th happened, it would have just been a show. It would have been a great show. But because of the world events, even yes. though it, it was the same songs, it was a completely different show because Correct. of that spirit that, that translated throughout. And for me, being able to follow the tour all the way through, um, that was the most solid the band has been. They were on point. Uh, um, and... What I really enjoyed about what Hamish did it was include as many audience shots as possible. And in some cases, it was inevitable. But, you know, you think about what this, what this tour has been. It's without the audience. And Bono's come out and said, without them, we wouldn't be here. So to include so many audience uh, um close-ups and 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 focusing in on the cell phone and then focusing off that was part of the experience it was a cell phone show you know oh. so so i kind of felt like we got the best of both worlds in what hbo provided and oh. um hamish was on point there are others who who disagree that i've already seen in various different places but uh um this was an impossible show it, to film to begin with because there's so many different points that you can be watching. But I think uh, as a whole, they did a very good job. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, no, I agree. I, um, I mean, I know some people have watched it, you know, five and six and 10 times already. I've only, I've only watched it the once the, the night as it, as it aired. I mean, we have it on the DVR and I'll eventually watch it again. And, and perhaps, um, you know, perhaps be a little more analytical as I watch it a second time or a third time or whatever. But no, I just loved it. I thought it was done. I think I think Hamish did a fantastic job, and I know he doesn't have the most sterling reputation for his some of his past work uh, with with U two shows. Um, but no, I thought I thought he did a fantastic job. I thought the band was fantastic. Um, I thought I was glad that they didn't cut anything except for the little intermission, which I'm fine with. So um, I don't understand. I mean, we we get comments on our Facebook page and people tweeting at us, you know, that they're like legitimately angry that the set list was changed and that, you know, Electrico was dropped from the number two song. Like, my God, it's a free concert by your favorite band you know, that you're enjoying on HBO, like, just enjoy it, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's not be angry about every little thing. And so anyway, no, I just, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And I loved, I mean, I agree with everything you guys have said. I, I, um, and I, th- I said this in OTR that, um, you know, U2 is fantastic at, you know, this grand gesture thing. And, um, yeah, I, loved what the the guy in Rolling Stone I don't remember his name he's not one of the regular uh, music authors I don't think 
But he said that uh, he, 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 his comment was that you two were born for moments like Monday Night Show and, and bringing Eagles of Death Metal on. And, it, and he's absolutely right. I think they handled it perfectly, and it was just a total, total class thing for them to bring Eagles of Death Metal on, play a song with them, and then leave and let them have the spotlight that they weren't able to enjoy you know, three weeks ago at their own show. Yeah. So I, I, just, I, yeah. th- I just thought it was so... Such a an absolutely classy move for them to do that. YouTube, yeah. um, YouTube G, GW in um, in the IRC chat room said. Also, did anyone else notice the similarity between you two giving their instruments to Eagles of Death Metal to finish the set, and the police giving you two their instruments to finish the set on the Conspiracy of Hope tour in '86? Yeah, well, um, well, I think it's a bit of a stretch. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the drummer took Larry's drums. Um, I think the guitarist played Edge's guitar, and then Edge grabbed a, an acoustic. But I'm pretty sure the Eagles' bass player had his own bass, didn't he? I'm not positive, but I think so. But if you're uh, talking about the uh, the the significance of that, like you know, the police were, and not not to take anything away from the Eagles of Death Metal, what whatever, but the police were a, a huge, huge band who gave their instruments to you too as a, to carry the torch. Yeah, so are exactly. you trying to suggest, are they trying to suggest that you two is giving their instruments to death to the Eagles to, to carry the torch? I, I'm not so sure about that per se. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that, Mark. I'm, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it's me, quite the same. Someone told me on the side though, um, the Eagles of death metal, somebody told me that their name comes from, um, Somebody was asking about a long time ago, asking about what kind of st- style of music do they play? Do they play death metal? And then someone said, no, no, no. They're like the Eagles, the band of death metal. And that's how they got their name. <laughs> Am I making sense? Yeah. Yep. I got you. Yeah. Someone said, oh, no, no. They're like the Eagles of death metal, meaning that they don't really play death metal. They're, you know what I mean? And, which they yeah. don't. Well, their name is, you know. All I all I know is that when they were playing their own song, and I'm online, and I'm you know we're doing the Twitter, Sherry's doing the Twitter thing, I guess, and Ross was up to. Anyway, I'm trying to figure out what the name of this song is, and so I do a search for you know I, I figure out the lyric and I do a search, and it shows the cover of this album that it's on, and the cover of the album is like this naked girl with things covering you know little stars covering her nipples or whatever, um, and do not suggest that as a title for the podcast. <laughs> do not even suggest that. <laughs> anyway, and, I'm, and I so I looked at it, I'm like, wow, this is not this is like a 180 degree opposite of a U2 type you know image that the band wants to present. So I'm like, well, this is like very not U2 y, but you know, strange bedfellows are made by you know extraordinary strange. circumstances. <laughs> What's the lead singer's name? What's the lead singer's name of isn't Eagles it, of Death Metal? Isn't it Jamie something or and uh, he's apparently Jesse. a big uh, Jesse? That's it, yeah. He's a big anyway. Th- th- he has very very different political views than let's say your average YouTube fan. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, which I think but speaks anyway. to like YouTube's ability still to like not just like play politics with it or whatever, and just be like like, like you said, Matt, like born for moments like this where they are able to just you know see what's going on, react to it appropriately, and and not yeah get caught up in the political right, stuff like, is, that they is, could. Is there any yeah. other band that you would have wanted to bring Eagles of Death Metal on their stage? Like, would Coldplay have handled it? And I like Coldplay. Don't get me wrong. Like, would Coldplay have handled it as well? Would, you know, any other... There's no other band that would have handled it as well as you two. And I know I'm a fan and I'm biased and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I just, I just, I just, I, I really believe that, that they were in the right place at the right time to do exactly what they did. And as a, as a person who was in that arena, I just felt this was a special special moment this was a special moment and for all involved and all who were there and i even know you know the music may not be for the average youtube fan but everybody who was in that arena was engaged and listening and appreciative of the eagles of death metal and appreciative that they are getting back on their horse to to give it a go so yeah it speaks as much for the youtube fan too the that community around them, you know, that would appreciate that. Like you could see other bands, fans would just kind of 
walk away at that point knowing the show's over or whatever, you know, like right. not, not really getting into it. So um, very cool. Um, just one question that was in there that's uh, at C. Conan's asked, the concert broadcast on HBO was from the first or second show in Paris? Tech, uh, uh, it was technically the fourth show, right. but it was the second one. Yeah. That, that was Monday's show. Now, that said, they did have uh, Sunday's show available as a backup in case of technical difficulties. And what was interesting was Fareed Zakaria GPS that that aired on CNN on Sunday, but that was recorded a few days prior. They had HBO footage from what it looked like um, of the second Paris show back in November uh, to feed into their um, B-roll footage. Right. Yeah, makes sense. That rehearsed spontaneity that you two is good at. So Apparently they did a lot of rehearsing. Um, like camera, camera rehearsing. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. A lot of cam, a lot of camera blocking and rehearsing. So I'm also thinking maybe, maybe that's why we didn't get to have that meet and greet because they was busy. So (laughs) I'm not sure. No, I, I will say this though, after viewing what HBO had filmed back in November, uh, having those extra three weeks, I'm sure helped in figuring out final camera blocking because it was a far better uh, uh, directed mm. product for um, for the final broadcast. Yeah, that definitely would help. Because I was going to say, I remember reading in uh, At the End of the World, or Until the End of the World, Bill Flanagan's book about how much Bono and Edge, I think, obsessed over editing the Zoo TV video or something. I can't remember which edit- yeah. video it was, but just like, you know, going every single frame and making sure whatever, and like not having the time to do that for this broadcast probably was, yeah, driving them a little bit nuts, but they've also probably matured a little bit in terms of letting some of that go. But Somebody else at the reins. Yeah. For sure. So do we think that uh, just last maybe thought on this, but like when, when, and not, I guess it's not if it's when, but this gets repackaged in some form, whether it's, you know, like Blu-ray and iTunes video store or whatever, and all that kind of stuff. Will the Eagles death metal stuff be on the, that final package? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like it'll capture the whole experience. Yeah. I mean, you know, their record people talk to their record people and some stuff gets signed. (laughs) They're all the same, the same family. Oh, they're all um, um, Interscope or Live Nation or whatever. Um, Universal, yeah. Universal, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's definitely possible. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't see why not. I can't, I can't see why not. I would just hope that they put Fly back in, like because the- now, now you don't have any broadcasting issue. But you know, you think about what what happened with the. Um, Rose Bowl and and Breathe was omitted from the um, commercial release yet for the um, YouTube broadcast we all had the opening song you know so um, it all depends on what they, they decide to do but I would hope that we get the complete show and not uh, the slightly edited one yeah really you think so because you, you think so <laughs> Well, you think so? Like the fly? I mean, I, there's the fly, and and they have the words flashing on the screen mm-hmm. and whatever. But I don't know if that is good enough for viewing, watching the words fly, flick across the screen without them. So, 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 who has watched the Pop Mart video lately? I have not watched that in probably a year. Did they have the dancing, the dancing guy before the? Um, you know, before the lemon comes out, did, was he? Did, oh, did, the, is that included in the Pop Mart? That, video that in is in the Pop Mart with the the guy with the with the with the chandelier over his eyes. Is that what you're talking about? Dancing? Yeah, the guy, yeah, the with the, guy, to the lemon. Yeah, yeah, to the lemon remix. Yes, that is in the Pop Mart video. I'm very okay. sure. Yeah, I'm so maybe, Temple Four in the chat room says yes. Okay, so maybe yes. so two months ago. So yeah, so okay, maybe so, maybe it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. I, that definitely feels like a concert uh, that 
in as much as other ones have been rewatchable, I feel like this one is, uh, I don't know why, just something major. Like we've talked about the extra emotion that's in the concert and everything else is just kind of heightened. Um, and also being like the first sort of modern era of 5K or whatever cameras that they would have had, <laughs> just, uh, you know, getting it on a nice big screen and et cetera and stuff um, will be fun watching and blasting it Chris- out. Chris, did you get to watch it on HBO? No, I didn't. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Val, uh, YouTube fan and podcast listener, periscoped a bit of it. I was, uh, she didn't actually HBO if you're listening, but uh, she may have. Um, and so <laughs> I saw footage of what folks were talking about. But um, but yeah, no, it's it, for reasons that we don't need to go into, but just wasn't on, isn't in my cable package right now because I don't have cable. But um, so yeah, it'll be something that I'm looking forward to to catching very much uh and and probably was like you know similar to hearing uh about the the concert and then actually listening to a concert similarly here it was kind of like well it's just a youtube concert it'll be good i'm sure it'll be fun but like seeing the tweets and stuff of people's reaction to it and then hearing you guys talk about it and obviously everything that happened with mark and all the other fans that got on stage it's just kind of like now it's like okay now i need to see this so we'll yes see. i agree definitely so and then uh, and then we will have an entire podcast <laughs> dedicated to you finally being able to just to react to to seeing this tour oh my god (laughs) (laughs) full of that i think (laughs) and here is your trivia answer the dancer in the pop mart video his name was lee bowery bowers oh bowery yeah okay that's right not wow wow (laughs) thank you i have no idea if that's right but i'll just ding because i'm assuming it is um (laughs) One one more thing I wanted to add, and this is kind of outside. The, so, in regards to our trip, um, uh, before the second show, um, the YouTube people they organized for us to go on like one of those bus tours. So we went on a, a double decker bus tour, and we got to see all of Paris in two hours Super on the bus. Cool. And so we didn't get to go into any of the places. We just put you plug in the headphones, you choose your language. And then the person says, if you look to your right, you will see the blah, 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 blah. If you look to your left. Yeah. So I got to see all of Paris in two hours. The Louvre, the or the Arc de Triomphe, the this, the that, the this. So I got to see all that. And then uh, the YouTube people took us out for a, a lunch that day on the Saturday. And it was a three-course lunch, French cuisine, phenomenal. I, I think I had the steak and I had some oysters and I had – anyway – and that was really nice too. Dang. But uh, the people, the people who were in charge of us were phenomenal. And when we sat eating pizza, she said that management often kept calling, calling me, asking about how people were and if if our nerves were holding up and if we were okay, if we were comfortable, if we if we were okay, and and if we were going <laughs> stir crazy or not. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Nice, right? And uh, one other cool thing was. Um, because we were putting this holding room for those two days, after the first night of being in the holding room, I said to uh, Carol, you know, I want to be able to go out and buy a T-shirt. They have, you know, for these European shows, sometimes they have a special T-shirt that's made. And they had one uh, made with the, with the, with the, the boy, with the, um, what's his name? You know, from the war album, yeah, Peter, Peter Rowan. Rowan. Yeah. Peter Rowan holding a flag, a French flag, and in French it says, uh, "We are not afraid." And so, you know, those those are, that's a Paris specific U two shirt. I so totally I wa- wanted to buy one of those. So I wanted that shirt. So I said to Carol, "I want to be able to go out and buy this shirt, as opposed to being stuck in this in this holding room." And so she says to me, "Can you email me a picture of the shirt?" So I go and I find it and I email it to her. And then while we're having lunch, the three-course lunch, she goes, big thank you to Mark. We've decided that we're going to get shirts for every single person here. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? And so for, at first it was for the winners, but even our plus ones also got the nice. shirt. And so she, you know, so there are times where they really went out of their way for us, I felt. Yeah. Did uh, you stuff anyway? Well, you should have. I, I'm betting you're regretting saying you wish you had a Telecaster like Edge was playing. Get <laughs> 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 to keep the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. And and we really appreciate Mark coming on. Uh, I don't know if you're 
over your jet lag or just kind of uh, in recovery mode still? But I'm in recovery mode. I've yeah. been doing a lot of sleeping, but <laughs> awesome. recovery mode. Uh, it's great to thank hear. you, Mark. Yeah, thank thank you, sir. thank you guys. You guys, uh, you guys. You guys do it upright. You're the the CNN of, uh, of the YouTube world. Wait, wait, wait. as long as Does I'm not make- I'm not Wolf Blitzer. No, no, no. <laughs> I am not Wolf Blitzer. No way. Volcano <laughs> Star. I don't think we're. I don't think CNN has uh, sound clips and. Uh, bring it, bring yeah. it, bring no. it. But you guys have always been uh, great on the information. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. We strive thank- to. Maintain the giggles to a few. Uh, yes. <laughs> where can folks follow you, Mark, if they want to ask you more questions that we didn't get through? They can and- contact me, YouTube Brother, uh, on uh, Twitter, YouTube B-R-O-T-H-R. Or uh, you can do the same uh, with my Gmail. So YouTube Brother at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm on Facebook as YouTube Brother. And uh, I don't know. You're on maybe YouTube I, Maybe YouTube I need to brother. dream it all up again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I got to retire the silver hat and dream it all, all up again. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Definitely. And, and I'll just answer any uh, critics or whatever who say, you know, give up the stage or let someone else be on. I, I think uh, you said it best. I don't know if it was before we recorded or whenever, but just, you know, I wouldn't say no if Bono and you two called me up on stage and more power to you, Mark. And, and who knows how many other times you'll get pulled up on stage. And I hope you get it gets to happen again. And I hope it gets to happen for other folks too. But, um, there's no need to tear each other down over good things Absolutely. happening to one person. Um, Amen. So Amen. good karma goes a long way on tour. That's what I always say. Yeah. So I always try and be as as kind and nice and helpful to people as possible. And uh, I think good things come your way when you when you when you behave properly, behave like a you know a, a real UT fan would. So and always be ready to carry Bono at a moment. Always, notice. Be, always <laughs> be, <laughs> with or without a mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I my license plate, so I figured a Merce would be easier, you know. So, yeah. how about you, Matt? Where can folks ask you more questions about your experience of watching the HBO broadcast? <laughs> uh, at Matt McGee is the easiest place to get a hold of me. The worst place to get a hold of me is LinkedIn or Facebook messages. <laughs> I think probably Snapchat is the worst place to get a hold of you. <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah. How about you, Sherry? What's your Snapchat address? Uh, my Snapchat address. I can't remember what I logged in as. But on Potty Twitter, Mouth McBoston. <laughs> but on Twitter, I'm at U2ComSherry. All right. And I'm iChris. I'm iChris306 on, on the Snapchats, if you can figure that out. Uh, but uh, as of yet, since tweeting it yesterday, I don't think anybody's found me on there. So I don't think the YouTube community is grabbing onto Snapchat like they have other things. Uh, this episode of uh, the At YouTube podcast, you can find at goodstuff.fm slash at YouTube slash 21 is this particular number. You can listen to the previous 20 episodes if you're new to the show at all. And uh, follow the At YouTube crew on Twitter at YouTube on there, ATU2. And uh, facebook.com slash atu2com is where you can find us on Facebook if you want to like us there. As we mentioned in the show, you can use hashtag askatu2 on Twitter to send in questions, comments, suggestions for the show, any sort of follow-up things you wish we would have asked Mark or whatever, things about Snapchat, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it might be. And, uh, and one other hashtag that I'll keep sort of uh, pimping against for for folks we want to see where you're listening to the show in the world and uh if you use hashtag um not ask uh, hashtag at you to podcast and uh, post a little picture of yourself listening to the show somehow if you can figure out that uh probably don't do it to snapchat because we won't find it but uh otherwise we will try and find you i think that's it for this show thanks again mark and thanks to you all for listening we'll see you again next episode bye Nyo <laughs> <laughs>